Welcome to the Tribal Podcast. We believe that true deep learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. This podcast covers the first part, understand. So together, let's get the key takeaways from this book, Understood. Dale Carnegie describes three techniques for building better relationships with your colleagues. And the first technique is to never criticize, condemn, or complain, and he calls them the three C's. So the next time that you find yourself wanting to criticize someone at work, you have to think to yourself, what would Abraham Lincoln do? So Carnegie describes how Lincoln learned from early on in his career that criticizing people is futile and is actually kind of harmful. As a lawyer, Lincoln used to send out letters to the newspaper criticizing his opponents. And in one particular letter, he sent like a really humiliating letter that um, mercilessly mocked a politician called James Shields, and Shields became the laughing stock of the town. Um, Shields then lost the respect of his community and um, everybody, and challenged Lincoln to a duel to try and regain his honor. And Lincoln supposedly had no choice. I don't know why he wouldn't have a choice, but supposedly he had no choice. Uh, but luckily for Lincoln and the men who were overseeing the duel stopped it minutes before the, the fight was due to begin. So this close call, uh, to a to a duel, I suppose, was kind of burned into, into Lincoln's mind and he never criticized anybody from that point on. So whenever anyone would speak harshly of others, Lincoln would say, don't criticize them. They're just what we would be under similar circumstances. So the next time you feel like criticizing somebody or colleague, just stop and think, what would Lincoln do? And in the book, Carnegie says that conflicts are never resolved by criticizing others. It only ever really adds fuel to the flame. And it's true, it's... It can feel good to kind of release release, release, release the pressure valve, valve, I'll say all that again. It can sometimes feel good to release the pressure valve and just, you know, blurt out something hurtful to somebody to criticize them. But from a tactical point of view, it's not that useful. So, uh, and the reason it's not useful is because when you criticize someone, they're going to become immediately defensive. Their, their pride is hurt and it becomes resentful and it's counterproductive. It's like the, the chimp paradox. Um, we've done a podcast on that as well, where they talk about the different types of brains that can talk to each other. One is the, the chimp talking to the chimp, the human talking to the chimp and so on. When it's chimp talking to chimp, it's essentially the, the two emotional brains um, having a go to each other. It doesn't end well. So in the book, he gives this example. He says um, in this book, not the, the chimp paradox and in, in how to win friends and influence people. He says, imagine you are a health and safety officer on a building site and your builders are consistently and constantly working without safety helmets. What do you do? A, you can tell them that it's site regulation to wear safety helmets. If they fail to comply, they'll be kicked off the site. Or B, ask them, is there some problem with the safety helmets that they're not fit correctly? Then remind them that safety helmets should be worn at all times and it protects them from injury. You know, now, you might think the, the second option, which is the more softy, soft approach, would be a less effective in, in increasing compliance. But it actually outperformed the first option, which is much harsher. And it's because the first option breeds resentments and emotional upset. People become defensive of being called out in such a harsh way. And the exact opposite of what you asked uh, in retaliation is what they'll, they'll go for. So the second C then, the first one is to not uh, criticize the second C is don't condemn. If you see someone do something you believe is wrong, don't jump to condemn them. 
try to understand why they behave that way. Sometimes we rush in and we can condemn others, even though we don't have the full picture of the situation from their perspective. And I'm going back to Lincoln again. He ordered one of his generals to make an attack that could have ended the war. The general refused and the golden opportunity was lost. And Lincoln was absolutely furious and wrote a letter condemning the generals in action. The reason we know that he wrote this letter is because it was found in his office after his death. He never sent it. Lincoln had the wisdom to realise that it was easy for him to give the order to attack from the comfort of the White House, but much harder for the general to carry out those orders after witnessing the horrors in the battlefield. So Lincoln understood that while sending the letter might help alleviate some of his anger, it would only antagonise the general. It's actually a more modern version of that is uh, if, you find, if you find yourself at the end of, of a, uh, the receiving end of an email that maybe is not uh, flattering you and is maybe kind of having a go at you, what you can do is reply to the email, but delete the, the person's email address. You don't accidentally send it. Write out the whole email, write it exactly everything you want to say and kind of like um, exercise those demons, if you like. And again, in the chimp paradox, they talk about uh, feeding the monkey um, or the chimp, not the monkey, the chimp. And, uh, you know, just letting it run wild for a while. So sometimes it can feel quite cathartic to to write it all down in an email and then just don't send it, save it in drafts and, and sleep on it and then look at it again the next day and think, well, actually, yeah, maybe I shouldn't send that or maybe I could reword that. And, and the emotion kind of drains out of your, your response and you can kind of be a bit more uh, level-headed about it. Um, complaining never solves anything. Complaining is another f- surefire way of antagonizing people. So this is the third C. Um, second C was don't condemn. Third C is um, don't complain. Nobody wants to listen to someone who constantly complains. Instead, we should focus on finding solutions to improve the situation. Come to people with solutions rather than just reiterating the problem. Solving a problem rather than complaining about it is a much more productive use of our time. It's one thing I learned fairly on in my career when I was um, somewhat of a problem solver, I suppose. I kind of was, was quite good at spotting problems. But in the beginning, I wasn't necessarily good at coming up with solutions. I thought I was great telling my boss about problems that arose and like what's the point in telling me there's a problem unless you're going to give me some options for solutions if you go and tell somebody that this is this is a problem this is a problem and this is a problem well now that's now just more work for me to do am i supposed to just solve that or what if something is a problem you have to have at least an idea of what the solution should be so don't just go to your boss complaining all the time um come up with at least some options for what the solutions could be there's a story he tells in the book about uh, Bob Hoover, who was a famous test fighter pilot, and he found himself 300 feet in the air with two stalled engines, and he managed to land the plane, but it was a very close call, and Hoover discovered that the engines had stalled because the plane had been filled with the wrong fuel, but instead of complaining about the mechanic, which under the near-death circumstances might be the natural thing to do, Hoover told the mechanic to make sure this never, ever happens again, you're going to fuel my plane tomorrow. So like that's that's one way of uh, approaching. I suppose I don't know if everyone would, would go for it that way, but uh, that's he he insists that the same mechanic done it the next day because he knew that the mechanic is, you know, his heart would have been in his mouth, and like I'm I'm not going to make that mistake again. So that's a good one. Yeah. So the next time you find yourself frustrated with a colleague, you have to stop and think and ask yourself, what would Lincoln do? So use the three C's. Don't criticize. It only causes defensiveness and builds resentment. Don't condemn. What was the reason for the behavior? That's that's the question you have to ask to kind of get in behind uh, why they did what they did. And don't complain. Focus on the solution, not the problem. 
So we said there was three things that uh, you can do to build better relationships. The first one was the three C's. Don't criticize, complain, or condemn. Uh, the next one is to show sincere appreciation. So take a second and think about what's the best method method for motivating people to work hard. Is it by punishing them if they don't work hard enough? Or is it by rewarding them if they do work hard? And it's actually neither. It's even simpler than punishment and reward. They simply have to want to work hard. It's that intrinsic motivation. Uh, the best method for making somebody want to work hard is to make them feel valued and important through appreciation. Um, and that's the second principle of building better relationships. Carnegie argues in the book that we all have basic things that we want, like health, food, sleep, and money. But one of the most important and powerful and often overlooked needs is the desire to feel important. To feel important, others must show us appreciation. Charles, Charles, I keep tripping over my words here. Charles Schwab uh, was one of the first people in business to receive a wage of over a million dollars a year. And he worked in the steel industry and helped rescue a struggling steel company to the point where it became one of the most profitable. So how did he do it? Well, you might think he had in-depth knowledge of the steel industry and manufacturing, but he didn't. Plenty of others had more expertise and knowledge of the steel industry than him. He said his success was down to how he managed those around him. He could motivate his employees to be enthusiastic about their work through appreciation and encouragement. They often worked harder and then the company thrived. So Schwab knew that the appreciation and criticism is what inspired people to work hard. One of the things he mentions in the book as well is that flattery is insincere and people, people can pick up on it from you know, a mile away. We've all experienced somebody paying us a compliment that felt really insincere or just kind of it insults your intelligence or something. So um, it has to be sincere appreciation of somebody's work and specific as well is what I would say. So appreciation is genuine and it comes from the heart and it's meaningful. So when someone on your team performs well, you have to make sure to let them know. You show your appreciation for the work they've done by complimenting them. And that little bit of praise goes a long way. The third thing then, the third uh, technique or strategy, if you like, for uh, building better relationships is to arouse an eager want. So why is it more sensible for um, for fishermen to use worms as bait to catch fish rather than your favorite chocolate bar? And that's, you know, it's an obvious enough question. It's, it's fish prefer worms to chocolate. So why don't we use the same idea when trying to influence people? In order to influence people, we need to know, we need, we need to focus on what they want and how they can get it. And it may seem selfish, but Carnegie argues that we're only genuinely interested in what we want. Think of this. Think about the last time that you donated to charity. It seems like an unselfish act, but Dale Carnegie sees it another way. You donated money because you wanted the feeling of having helped others, or you wanted to avoid the embarrassing feeling of refusing to donate. So you need to understand that the other person, what the other person wants in order to be able to influence them. If you understand what they want, you can give it to them. So both you and the person you're influencing should both benefit from the deal. That's what's important as well. They get what they want, so that you get what you want. Tells a story as well about a, a salesman for the, the Shell Oil Company who was very eager to become the number one salesman for his district. But there was one station, petrol station, I suppose, that was pushing, uh, pushing, the, pushing down the number in sales because the owner just you know, refused to tidy up a station to entice more customers. The salesman tried out a new strategy in a last-ditch last attempt. He asked the station owner to visit a state-of-the-art station that had just been built. And the station owner was so impressed and inspired by seeing the new station that he decided to clean up his own station. 
The salesman's strategy was so successful because he made the station owner want a cleaner station by showing him what it could look like, what a state-of-the-art station looked like. So it benefited not only the salesman by increasing his overall sales, but the station owner by increasing his earnings as well. So how do you use that then in, in the real world? If you're going to go to your boss with an idea, think about how you're presenting it. Don't just put forward how it's going to benefit you. You have to think about it from your boss's perspective. How will it benefit them? Will it increase productivity? Uh, will it expand the market? Uh, does it you know, align with the company's mission statement? Or does it just make your boss look good? Don't forget that just because somebody is your manager or your, your boss or the CEO or whoever it is, they still have an ego. They still, they still want to look good. So can you present something in a way that literally just says, if you do this, it's going to make you look good. It's going to be good for the company. It's going to be good for um, you know, more sales, more efficiency, uh, reducing costs, or just make the person look good. right? And that, that can be a, a big thing as well. So, so that's it. Uh, to try and build better relationships, the, the, the three things that he mentions. Number one, don't criticize, complain, or condemn. This will put people on the defensive make them feel resentful do show honest and sincere appreciation people perform better when they receive sincere praise and the third thing then do arouse an eager want put yourself in their shoes and communicate how your idea is going to benefit them hey before you go just a quick message about tribal and what we're all about we believe that true learning happens when you understand remember and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge And this podcast just covered the first part. You now understand the key takeaways from this book. To help you remember them, we will send you three interactive summaries that accompany this episode to empower you to remember those key takeaways at the moment of truth. And then to really embed the knowledge from this episode, you can use the dedicated digital action log to set a time and a date to go out into the big bad world and deliberately practice the key takeaways. For all of this, and for all of our podcast episodes, head over to mytribal.com. Until next time.